Earn, Spend, Live presents Eavesdropping. Real women, real talk. Hey guys, it's Tara. Today I'm here with Sarah DeClerc of Ann Potter Baking, and we're going to talk about her career and how she's built her own business. So I'm really interested in how you got started and what inspired you to just make cookies and build this whole business? Well, I've always loved to be in the kitchen and bake. And I started baking at a really young age with my mom in the kitchen and my sister. And really, like the decorated sugar cookie craze hadn't kind of come about yet. I started about seven years ago. And really, I just saw on Pinterest like some Super Bowl cookies and some different cookies and thought, well, I want to make those because I've always been really creative and love to create in the kitchen. So I just started making some. Um, my niece, Anne, who will be six in September, I did some cookies for her baby shower. And so friends of friends started asking me to do cookies for their events. And it really just kind of snowballed into kind of a hobby, turned busier, turned busier, and I was coming home from my real job every night and working until, you know, 10:30, 11, midnight. And so that's kind of how Ann Potter Baking started. Just hobby turned into something bigger. <laughs> so what inspired the name? The name came from um, really just the necessity of ha- needing a business name. Everybody said, Sarah, you need a business name. And I was like, no, I really don't because this isn't a business. And then quickly I was like, you're right, I do need a business name. Um, Anne is my middle name and my niece's name who kind of started it all. And then we have two golden retriever dogs and one of them's name is Lily Potter. And so I kind of just morphed the two into Ann Potter as kind of my alter ego. And um, I felt kind of lame and silly naming something after myself. I, you know, Sarah's sugary creations kind of seems a little saccharine to me. So um, I just, it's kind of my alter ego. I like it. It's yeah. kind of like Beyonce, Sasha Fierce. Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of nice having, you know, the, just being a little anonymous in all of mm-hmm. it. People don't automatically know it's me, which sometimes is really nice because, you know, it separates like my own personality from my business. It's, you know, we're one and the same, but it's also kind of nice to have that. Yeah. So what does a typical day look like for you? Let's see. Okay. So a typical day starts with me getting Sam up and getting her ready for the day. She goes to school three days a week and then I get to work. It depends on if she's home with me or if she goes to school, but you know, just my weekly schedule, I do most of my baking Monday through Wednesday. And then depending on when the orders need to be out of the door, I just, you know, decorate and make the icing. And it's just a, it's a really long process. Like each day has its own task, but really it's just, you know, Tuesdays are kind of my, my big day, my big make or break. Like if I get so much done on Tuesdays and I'm, I'm going to have a really efficient week. So Tuesdays, I'm not on my phone. Don't email me. Don't text me. Don't call me. (laughs) It's kind of hard to get in touch with me on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. So do you bake every single day or do you have it broken up? And like, these are my bake days. Yes, I have it broken up just to be the most efficient. And I know people are probably horrified when they need cookies for their wedding on Saturday and they hear that I made them on Monday. Mm -hmm. But the cookies are good people, are they not? (laughs) And really, I kind of, um, it's all the butter. The butter keeps them fresh for quite a while. And if they're stored properly, you know, they stay good. So I do most of my baking early in the week. And then like my icing prep is like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And then Wednesdays are my outline, all the cookies and flood. And really it's like detail work is on Thursdays. Like 
you know, the cookies, it's so funny. Like, I'm watching these cookies being made and making them, and I'm like, these look terrible, these look terrible. And then finally Thursday at like 3 p.m., I'm like, oh, these are beautiful. You know, I spent all week on them, and it's like the gratification doesn't come until like the very last moment. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah. the same way. I'm like, mm, I hate it. Everything I've made is awful. It. <laughs> yes, it's like I was listening to a podcast about like the creative process, and you know, most creatives are like, this process, like, this is terrible, this is terrible, this is terrible, this is awful, this is awful. Oh my gosh, this is the worst. Ah, oh, this is awesome. You know, yes. and like that's really how it how yeah. it goes. It's just, just the way it works. Exactly. There's no getting away from that. <laughs> yeah. So when you started, if you could go back and like give yourself some advice or a piece of knowledge, what would you say? Oh, totally. Don't undervalue yourself. Like that is the biggest thing that I tell anybody who is starting a creative business or creative endeavor and, you know, putting themselves out there and making, trying to make money with it. Do not undervalue yourself and your time and your process and your ingredients, your, all of it, because, you know, you can get stuff for cheap. But cheap labor is still cheap. Cheap products are still cheap. And so, you know, what we do as creatives, like it takes a lot of time and energy and heart. And so just, you know, always value yourself for that because, you know, your time is important and you don't ever want to do something like this and be doing the process and don't feel valued. You know, like we didn't, you know, start jobs like this to not feel special, you mm -hmm. know, and feel like we're doing something important. So that would be the biggest thing. Charge what you need to charge to keep, you know, keep yourself loving it day to day. I think that's really good advice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so huge. I mean, there's so many people who um, just undervalue their products. And I'm like, you deserve better because you spend so much time doing this. And yeah. so, and if someone's not willing to pay it, then they aren't your target customer. And so, you know, I know that's kind of a hard line, especially, you know, when people's budgets get, you know, brought up and stuff. And not to say that, you know, I just, just don't undervalue yourself and don't let anybody shame you into feeling like you're not worth it because that's not nice and not, not a good thing to feel when you're a business owner. Yeah. <laughs> so also looking back, would you have done anything differently? I really don't think so. This and I think because all of this happened just so organically, um, yeah, I really wouldn't change much of anything because, you know, it's just happened slowly, which has been nice because, you know, the, the growth has happened slowly and organically, and I luckily haven't had to make many big mistakes to, you know, learn any lessons, business lessons or whatnot. So I've been really lucky to not have any big fails. You know, of course, you know, you mess up things and, you know, have to take credit for, you know, certain things not looking the way they're supposed to or something, but nothing huge that's made me second guess what I do. So you've chosen not to have a formal storefront. Mm -hmm. Why and would you ever consider that in the future? Well, I have thought about that so many nights and thought about, you know, what's next for my business and, you know, looked over my business plan. And really one of my biggest reasons for not having a storefront is I am such a, a such a control freak. Like, you know, and I, I, I just, Ann Potter baking cookies are Ann Potter baking cookies because I do them, you mm -hmm. know, all of the detail work and all of the process and the things that make them look like my cookies are done by me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so part of having a storefront is I would lose a lot of that control. And I know having control is kind of, you know, like 
probably a personality flaw, if we're being honest, (laughs) having to have all the control. But at the end of the day, you know, I just, I don't ever want a customer to be dissatisfied with their order or what, you know, I hand them because, you know, I didn't do it. And also, you know, I just, you know, keeping overhead low is really, you know, great with businesses and having to have a storefront, you would have to, I just feel like you would have to mass produce cookies in in that you you kind of take away the artistry you know it mm-hmm. it turns something from like a really artistic little piece of work and a cookie to just mass produced cookies that are just being thrown out there and you know maybe if we got together a ton of cookie artists and you know had this big conglomerate of really talented cookie artists a storefront could happen but until then I just you know I'm a one woman show and that's kind of my thing and it, it just it works for now so we'll see <laughs> well speaking of the control thing yeah because um, I'm definitely a control freak like yeah I get it yeah so how do you deal with I mean I know you've got social media and you're on Etsy and all of yes. that so how do you deal with like you ship cookies out as well and, yes like, like I hate shipping yes. so much <laughs> it's so it's so frustrating but it's such I mean it's part of the business and so one thing that I, I do have a couple of people that I trust to help me with some of the processes, like packaging my cookies for shipping. And, um, you know, during holiday weeks when um, I have, like, say, Halloween, I, I have my Halloween designs already kind of lined out. I don't do custom orders that week. And, you know, I just do medleys and, you know, pop-up shops. And so people don't get to have a lot of, you know, specific input into the cookies. And so with weeks like that, I have a couple of people that I bring on or I can bring on, you know, depending on what needs to be done, and they can help me flood or help me mix icing colors or just help me with part of the process that, you know, is a time suck, like cutting parchment or washing the dishes or, you know, packaging, popping up boxes, like stuff like that mm-hmm. that I can um, kind of divvy up to people. <laughs> I allow... <laughs> I allow others to help me with, but it's kind of funny because those people are very close to me, mm-hmm. you know, very close friends, and I, I know them well enough, like, I really trust them. You know, they're business owners, and so I trust them to be a part of my crazy control process. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. That's how I am, too. Like, I'm so crazy, and I'll I know I need it. to, like, loosen it up a little bit, but again, I'm like, what if something happens? Like, I, I just, you know, if I make a mistake, it's one thing, but if someone else makes a mistake with my process underneath underneath like my process my umbrella like I don't know how I'd handle it and I don't think that's fair to put someone in that you know I don't feel mm-hmm. like that's fair no, I <laughs> for <agree>. them <laughs> so I'm the same like if I'm if you, you don't you just don't want to be on the receiving end is what it comes down to and, <laughs> I mean and people make mistakes like that's humanity that's part of life and I just Really, I think I'm just doing it to protect others. <laughs> I tell myself that I'm so crazy. <laughs> okay, so I really want to talk to you about your Instagram handle because okay. you have so many followers, mm-hmm. and it's crazy to me because, yeah. I mean, everybody wants more followers on Instagram, you know, yeah. that's the thing, like yeah. every business. And not that it's just cookies, but normally like people with 16,000 are like these bloggers that it's like their yeah. face all over it, and yeah. they're selling clothes or something. And products, yeah. And like, I just think it's fascinating that People who really just want to like watch you make know, cookies. cookies. Yeah, I mean they're beautiful, and I'm exactly. sure they taste I know, great. But I know, but at the end of the day, like it, I just, I'm always like, it's just cookies, y'all. Like mm-hmm. they're just cookies. But it's just, it's really funny. Like I, it used to be my personal Instagram, and then I've morphed it. You know, I would post my cookies, you know, as I made them, and like you know, hobby. And now that it's my full time 
gig and full-time business and all I do, you know, I have tons to post, but it's really just funny how it's, you know, organically grown and, um, you know, I've done some, you know, giveaways with some people and paired up, but really like I, the trends that I'm seeing is really in like the Instagram videos. People love to see the process. You know, we've, they love to see behind the scenes and like, you know, the filling of the cookies, it really is just like hypnotic and just like mm-hmm. a little daily dose of therapy. And um, one thing that I've found, people who have no desire to decorate cookies or really even buy the cookies, they still love watching the videos because it's just so satisfying. Yeah. Or that's what they tell me. And I'm like, well, okay, then I guess I'll post more videos. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's really funny how that it's just kind of grown and Sometimes I'll post videos and I'll have, you know, a hundred thousand views on a video. And then yeah, that's the, what I saw the other day and I was like, and they're the crazy. simplest videos. <laughs> like I choreograph like these videos, like step to step and edit them together and all sorts of stuff. And well, I mean, and, and a video like that will take me probably an hour or two to put together, start to finish. And the little ones where I'm like holding the camera with one hand and filling the cookies with the other, those are the ones that go off. I don't, there's no rhyme or reason. Drives me bonkers. I mean, that's great though. Like so little effort, so much Exactly. So maybe it's a little lesson to us to like take, take a step back and don't try so hard. Yeah. (laughs) But so did you like all of your followers, did that just happen organically as well? Just like your business? Yeah. Did you like stumble upon like some kind of magic hashtag or? I really, I haven't. I don't really, okay, so I hashtag everything, but I don't really know, like, what the hashtags are that, like, you know, really boost things, and, you know, sometimes, like, the videos really go off, and I'll be on, like, the feature videos page for a couple days, and I notice on days like that, you know, I'll get 200 followers in a Mm -hmm. day, or, you know, 500 over the course of a week, and Mm -hmm. that's always nice, but... And I try not to micromanage. I have an app that tells me, like, you know, who's followed you and who's Mm -hmm. unfollowed you, but I just... It's a lot to keep up with. You just, there's not enough hours in the day <laughs> between all the social medias and keeping up with emails and stuff. So, yeah. Do you just use your phone and take pictures? Or do you have, like, specific gear? Yes, I just use my phone. I have a little tripod that I prop up on the table to, you know, catch so I'm not doing one-handed stuff all the time because you'll see the videos where, like, they're kind of shaky and I'm, like, yeah. one-handed decorating a cookie. <laughs> so. I think that's awesome, though, because that's so yeah. simple. And yeah, it's, it's really simple. not like, okay, let's spend... Oh, $400 yeah. on all this equipment, no. buy this expensive app, and do all this hours yeah. and hours and hours of research. Yeah, exactly. The only thing that's important is having good lighting, but luckily my kitchen has really good lighting. Yeah, I think your whole house does. It does. It has good lighting, though I can't do stuff at night. Yeah. Um, but I don't work at night. Like, I set my hours. I'm a very, I'm a nine-to-fiver. You mm-hmm. know, I don't. And let, if it's a holiday week, sometimes I, you know, dig into that time a little bit because I know a ton of cookies are going out in the grind. But a daily week or a normal week, daily, nine to five. Like, I'm done, kitchen is cleaned up because we live here. And I just, I think everybody needs that separation from work and life. I think it's really an important line to draw in the sand, especially those of us who work from home. I think that's incredibly important to decipher and be really firm with. (laughs) How do you, do you have like, what are your specific roles? Because I've worked from home for a little bit Mm -hmm. and like, I mean, I'm a writer, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. Like, there's not like a huge mess, but it's still, you're still in your house. There's yes. still the laundry and, yes. you know, the pets are like, you have your daughter. Mm-hmm. So how exactly do you keep it organized and controlled yes. and, and with that certain mindset? Well, 
I, when Sam is home with me, I just try to get work done where I can because, I mean, she's two and a half. She, you know, you can't really micromanage a toddler. It's impossible. No. So I get on those days that she's home with me, I try to get done what I can. Days when she's at school, that's those are my grind days. And I really just try to have my house put together in a way to where it doesn't need tending to. You know, like where I already, everything's kind of already done so I can just focus on what needs to be done in my work. And, um, of course, like when cookies are baking in the oven and I don't have to roll out more or don't have to wash dishes, well, yeah, I can go and change over that load of laundry or go do something else for a little bit. Um, and that's, I love that flexibility because it makes me a much more efficient person. But I really try to, when I'm working, stay on work-related tasks. Like, you know, maybe instead of doing the laundry, check your email. Respond to some of those Etsy messages that mm -hmm. pile up. So try to just try to be efficient I'm, I'm very you know type a organized like mm -hmm. to do my list and stick to them so that's kind of my workflow yeah I'm the same way very type a very yeah there's a time and a place exactly yeah so then what about when people want to come over call you like so when I've worked from home it's always like my mom wants to go shopping that day yeah or wants to meet for lunch or someone's like okay well I'm doing this like let's meet up so do you have like a specific how do you handle it? Like, what do you say? Do you just well, say no? <laughs> usually just no. Um, no, it's so unfortunate. Um, my day that I can sometimes, and I, my errand day or um, my fun day, usually Thursdays because Sam is in school. And on Thursdays, either I'm finishing up detail work and packaging or I'm letting things dry and, like, I have a few hours. Mm -hmm. um, so Thursdays sometimes are really open. Sometimes they're still really busy. And so... Most of my friends <laughs> know that I'm usually not available for lunch. <laughs> you know, like dinner, <laughs> drinks, that's great. I'm, I'm great for happy hour. <laughs> but, but, like, during the day, I'm, I'm usually pretty locked down. Um, and when my mom or sister come to town, you know, I try to, a lot of times I'm like, well, we can hang out here and y'all can watch me bake and we'll talk and then we can do lunch and we'll take a break. But <laughs> I'm still probably working. <laughs> so. Well, that's nice, though, because... Yeah. Well, I've got to work on getting people to respect <laughs> yes. those hours. And the good thing about my work is, um, like, people can come over here and keep mm -hmm. me company, and I can still work. Like, I'm not yes. making any eye contact, but at least I can yeah. still hang out, and we can do our thing a little bit. But yeah. it's not good quality time. But if, like, you know, I have a friend who had a new baby, has a new baby, I'm like, y'all can come over here. I mean, I'll be working, but mm -hmm. we can chat, and you can just hang out and get out yeah. of the house. Great listener. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great listener. <laughs> Okay, so going back to where you have, you know, your cookies on Etsy and mm -hmm. all of that, what's your biggest driver of traffic? Let's see. I do not know the special algorithm of Etsy and whatnot, how your posts get pushed to the front. I don't know if it's based on how many orders or feedback mm -hmm. or whatnot, but I've noticed that when I have updated, like, my shop photos, like, put, like, I have my different listings for, like, let's say circus cookies and, um, I don't know just the different listings, like circus cookies, say. I used to have older photos. Mm -hmm. Now I've taken updated photos. They're better looking. They're prettier, more mm -hmm. professional. When you have good listing photos on Etsy, it's that's really important to have because mm -hmm. people, an immediate gut reaction, they're like, oh, that's great. Let me click on it. Look at the details. Look mm -hmm. at your other items in your shop. Maybe seek you out on Instagram. And so, you know, the first, the first impression is super important. That's why, you know, my Instagram page, I really... You know, I only post photos of cookies that I love. You know, mm -hmm. I've done, that's 
all those cookies aren't the only cookies I've done this week, but sometimes I'm not crazy about an order because of, you know, I've done it before, or mm -hmm. it's the same color palette that I did earlier in the week. So some of those photos don't make it on to Instagram immediately, but um, I just try to always have stuff that's really eye-catching, and so really just the first photo impression is, I feel like, the biggest the biggest, you know, thing in getting clients. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. Imagery is yeah. everything with the internet. Totally. People have one-track minds. They, <laughs> they're not going to read something long and nope. poetic and important. They just instant gratification. Yes. Which I know that sounds tacky, but hey, I mean, I'm the same way. That's why Instagram is yeah. my favorite social media network. Yeah. You know, I just, it's easy. Yeah. That's how I online shop. Do I like it or do I not? Exactly. You know immediately. Exactly. And that's one thing that I think, like, boutiques, their Instagram, that is so important. The people who are on yes. Instagram and posting the new arrivals and stuff like I eat it up like oh yeah I mean I just like well I gotta go right now like exactly I'm walking out of the office exactly get or a shirt. you know call and hold this for me or ship it to me and I think it's great I love it yeah Never I've have actually <laughs> seen shoes and called my editor Elise and she's like you're gonna have to because I was out of town so you have to go down the street and pick these up for me because I put yes. them on hold like I'll sh like was it square cash you the money exactly <laughs> like, I have to have them yes I know and that I just think it's great it's good for business good for my business <laughs> so so what would you say has been the hardest part of starting this business? I know it started organically, but like, what was your biggest challenge? Um, and starting the business really, I don't, I can't think of something starting the business, but something that has been a consistent challenge is that work-life balance and also not getting too overwhelmed. So like some, I don't know what my breaking point is. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, is it 60 dozen cookies in one week? Well, I don't know. I've never quite gotten there yet, but something, something that is just really hard as a business owner by myself, only one person is just trying to balance all of the actual work because the actual work is a very, very small part of my job. You know, you have to do the, all the grocery shopping, the emailing, the invoicing, the tax, all of that stuff. That is a constant struggle, just balancing that and not feeling overwhelmed, you know, because then when you feel overwhelmed, like it affects my sleep and affects my daily life. And it's just, it's totally not worth it because your job is important. Your brand is important, but you really have to find that fine line of um, being frenetic enough that it keeps you inspired and keeps you busy and, you know, working hard and busting, busting it daily and the balance of taking a step back, slowing down and still being happy with your job and what you've, you know, set up to be your lifestyle. Like that is a constant struggle for me, just trying to find that perfect work-life balance and, you know, being busy enough and not being busy enough. Yes. So, I yeah. agree. I understand that completely. I mean, it's so hard because, you know, just you know, you can't lay in bed until, you know, on your phone right before going to sleep doing your Etsy messages or, mm -hmm. you know, sending out your PayPal invoices. Like, that's not healthy and, you know, I just, but it, it's hard not to do. Yeah. So, it's just constant. <laughs> constant. Um, earlier you mentioned, you know, being a creative, like having a passion for your work. Mm -hmm. So, since you've taken your passion for cookies and turned it into a business, have you found that you struggle with having that same passion or it's like changed it in any way. I know for me, like mm -hmm. I'm a writer. So sometimes when I work, I'm like, I hate doing this. Like I'm yeah. just so tired of a keyboard. Yes. So has it affected you in that way at all? And if it has, how have you handled it? Some weeks, you know, I, 
depend. Some weeks I'm super inspired. Like I mean, so inspired I could just do all the cookies, and I love it. And I want to do this and that and these new projects and new ideas, just free flow. But some weeks are not very inspiring to me, and it doesn't really have much to do with like the actual orders. It's just really what I have done in the weeks leading up to it. Like if I have been able to go to the gym and have been able to go on a girls' night and have gotten to do date night or, you know, good quality time with Brady and Sam, you know, those are the weeks, you know, the days after that I'm the most inspired. And so really I find that, you know, taking care of yourself and doing the stuff that makes you feel yourself is what keeps me inspired creatively. So, so it think, ties back into your yeah. work-life balance to keep that passion. <laughs> exactly. And like, I know I'm just like preaching and preaching about that, no, but I know it's for myself, though. like that's, that's my personality. Like if I have gotten to take an afternoon to go shopping and like just run around Target or run into my favorite shops and, you know, look at clothes, like that's, I know those days are going to lead to a really good workflow, work mm-hmm next week you know it's just like not feeling taken advantage of like yes because you can take advantage of yourself even though you're working for yourself you're like oh I have all the power yes but you quickly strip yourself of the power if you overwhelm <laughs> yourself like it's really easy to do yeah, I think it's almost really easy. good advice it's really People easy don't think of it like that yeah I mean it's you know because it's constantly like for the work for the work for the money for the brand but it's really easy to kind of screw yourself on that versus like your boss doing it. Like it, yeah. you are your boss, but it's so much easier to do to ourselves than, you know, the worst boss could have done. It's, yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> How do you define success then? Let's see. Okay. Success to me is having my customers happy with their orders, fulfilling enough to make you know, my week valuable, like my time well spent while still maintaining that good work-life balance, getting my stuff done, having a clean kitchen at the end of every day. That is success to me because, you know, I work with powdered sugar and Mm -hmm. sugar and flour and like that constant sheen on your countertops drives me crazy. So success to me is having a lot of orders and a clean kitchen counter. I love it. Yeah. I feel like that's simple. Totally attainable. It is. It is. <laughs> Low expectations. No, I'm kidding. So then what's next for you? Oh, gosh. I know. It's a fun question. <laughs> what if I don't want to say? No. Um, you can't say no. I've had people say no before. Oh, my gosh. Really? Like, You'll find out. Like, You'll find out. That's all right. ominous. All like, right. I know, but what if they don't really have something planned and then you're like sitting on the edge of your seat yeah. for forever? Well, let's you're see. Just there. <laughs> What's next for Ann Potter Baking? Well, okay. So I definitely want to expand my brand. I, I have a dry cookie mix, which I sell um, because, of course, I don't give out my secret recipe because, you know, mm-hmm. it's mine. But um, I have the sugar shortbread cookie mix, and I would love to get that in more stores and kind of push that out to the consumers more. Um, I have a couple other flavors that I'm working on developing, so I hope to get those in storefronts soon. Um, Just really work on the brand, you know, because it's not just about the cookies. Like, you know, I have people all the time who are, who take my classes, who I love doing classes for people, do them for small parties, do them for birthdays, and then just for hobby bakers who want to be better. And so, just developing the brand, expanding upon that, and just kind of getting the cookie knowledge out there. Because it's so funny to me that it's such a thing, but people love it. And so 
I'm here to give them all the info. You know, it's just, it's fun. It's fun being kind of that person in the community. So yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. It's very bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lightning round. Okay. Ready? Yeah. What is your favorite thing to do each morning? Um, are these supposed to be fast? Okay. Drink coffee. Mine too. <laughs> drink my coffee. What book do you recommend to a fellow female professional? Oh, okay. So I've been reading Brene Brown right now. Um, I think it's called Rising Strong. Yes, I love it. Um, I'm actually not to Rising Strong. What's the one before? Uh, oh, no. I know this. There's a prequel. There's one yeah, before there's, that. Yeah, there's two. Okay, so there's <laughs> two before that. Yes. I know exactly I've read what you're the talking first about. One, the first one, I think, is Gifts of Imperfection. The one, mm -hmm. it's like falling something. Anyways, it's that I'll one. And look then it I, up and email it to you. Yes, <laughs> and then I have Rising Strong once I finish that mm -hmm. one. So those are, yeah, they've been great. Just, they're fast little reads, and she's mm -hmm. hilarious. She has yes. great little podcasts. She's awesome. I will check out her podcast. I yes, love her she's, She was a guest on, um, my favorite podcast is called Being Boss, mm -hmm. and she was a guest on their podcast. It's awesome. Like, I, I re-listen re to it probably once a week because she's so good. Oh, I'm going to have to go look to it. It's a good one. So what is your number one organizational secret? Like, do you do planners or lists? <laughs> my calendar and my phone, which I currently don't have a good one. My app, they, like, discontinued it. So I'm looking for a new fantastic calendar app. But that is how I keep track of my orders. Um, and then I also have a planner, which I write down my orders for the week. I go over... Like on Monday mornings, like I go over my week and write them down, all the you know shapes I have to cut and all of that. So, my my list and my calendar app, those are my go-to's. Have to have them. Same. Yeah, <laughs> I would die without them. Okay. So, what is your power item? Like the one thing you have to have with you, or like something you want to have with you when you leave the house for something important? My water bottle, my Nalgene. Has did not expect that at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that bad? No, I'm the same way. It's always in my purse. Okay, yeah. And my water bottle. <laughs> and a power bar snack. What is your go-to coffee order? Coffee order? Yeah, like if you're walking to Starbucks, first thing you're going to get. I just get black coffee. Just black? Nothing in it? Mm -mm. Oh, you're brave. You're so brave. <laughs> it's just black coffee. It's super sad. <laughs> What's the last vacation you took? We went, well, I went on a girl's trip to Charleston and Savannah with my mom and sister. And then Brady and I went to Riviera Maya in January. He has, um, he's a chiropractor and he had continuing education down there. Oh, mm -hmm. it's hard life. <laughs> <laughs> what is the number one thing you want to teach your daughter? To be kind, to be a, a, a good, sweet friend and to be inclusive to others because this world has enough people who are not nice, and so I just I want her I want her to like look for the hurt bird on the ground, like to for people like just always if you see someone who is not smiling, go up and make them smile because we need more includers, especially females. Yeah, middle school, junior oh, girls can be so mean. I just pray she's not a mean girl, and I just won't let her be. Can't be a mean girl. No, I love that. <laughs> One major splurge you don't regret. Mm, new ovens. New ovens in December. I got new. They are both convection ovens, so I can put three sheet trays in each oven um, versus I just had regular double ovens, which sounds, you know, what a problem. But um, <laughs> I could just do one sheet tray. So now I can do six sheet trays at a time, and it's changed my life. I would, yeah, when you bake cookies, that's a big mm -hmm. deal. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yep. Hours of difference Best there. splurge. <laughs> what is your favorite app on your phone? Ooh, 
Instagram, I love it for business and for personal. Um, and then, other than that, I really like Wattify. It's our CrossFit app. It just shows like what our CrossFit workout's going to be of the day. So I love and hate that because it's nice knowing, but it's also nice not knowing. Yeah, the buildup. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yes. <laughs> Favorite day of the week? Mm, Thursdays. Because it's your errand day? Yeah, it's my errand day, like same as in school. So if I've been really efficient all week, I can do some fun stuff. I'm finishing up my workload, um, and then it's almost the weekend. Fridays are basically my weekend because I just package up the cookies. People pick them up. So Thursdays are kind of like the last work day, like light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Which cookie design is your favorite? It depends on the time of year. And it's usually, like, whatever the next holiday is about to be, I'm always, like, if it's if it's January 15th, I'm, like, I love hearts. Hearts are my favorite. I can't wait for Valentine's <laughs> Day. Um, so definitely this time of year, not bunnies, because we just got done with Easter. But, yeah, usually just the next holiday. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having us today and for, like, A, sharing your home and yeah. just sharing all of your wisdom. We really appreciate it. Yes, I've loved having y'all. Thanks for coming. <laughs> and for more fun stuff, you can go to earnspinlive.com.